Hi team, and what's the good news? Good news is today is Sunday, so we have another episode on My Kinda Podcast for you. We're currently on Season 3, Episode 32, The Mist Room. In a dystopian wasteland of a future, where shadows of desolation permeate, our band of heroes emerge, each one carrying scars from the past, yet fueled by shared determination to survive. Against the encroaching walls of darkness, they're on a journey to unravel the mystery shrouding their world and the flickering flames of memories that refuse to be extinguished. This is where the haves and have-nots collide, but it may be a price too heavy to pay. Dear reader, you are a prisoner. There is no escape. Polaris was right. That's not cancer. This is shocking news. The test results came back, and there are some abnormalities we need to discuss. The air was getting thick, but we can see that some of your cells are not functioning, Polaris said. That's the spores eating you from the inside out, she chuckled. The only way to kill us is to nuke us from orbit, because this is the perfect environment, and it doesn't matter. Glancing down, a slight rip, a minor cut. This is the point of no return. It's in your bloodstream. You didn't know that you were dead. Just a single spore can turn you into a pawn. You're a prisoner in your own body. As the fungi eats or controls you, but we're not sure which is worse. You would have to have something like nanobots to help you. Maybe then you could stage a battle against them. They were swarmed around watching them. There is no waiting them out. They're waiting for you to burn them, but they know, and you know, you will run out of fire before they run out of spores. It knows how to infect computer systems, too. That's why we need something more demented. So bring on the radiation. But that's what you want to hear, dear reader, right? That everything's fine. That this giant fungi fountain, well, for lack of better words, is alive. Polaris was beaming ever so bright. It's impressive, isn't it? You'll be here indefinitely. You can't go home. Jenny clears her throat. It's getting stuffy in here. Polaris heard her, and Vanessa guessed she was trying to be funny. Polaris continued, though. We call this the Mistroom Fountain. Though it's not clear, though though it didn't have a... clear face per se, but it responded to Polaris like a snake charmer. This mist room standing taller, prouder. Few have ever seen it, Polaris continues, but I know you have something that I want too. She gazed at Jenny, and maybe we can work together. With a wave of her three hands, the mist room responded. This, t- this tall, slender, like amalgamation, combined The colors combined to give off a shiny silver light. It was glowing. And then when Polaris clapped her hands, poof, it was gone. Like, gone, gone. Like, it was not there, nor had it ever been there. It wants to play a game, Polaris said, grinning. This is the most real game of hide-and-go-seek you will ever play. But the clap was heard and acknowledged. The workers stopped, and they donned protective masks and suits. Everyone was suiting up. Uh, well, everyone but Jenny and Vanessa. They were new. 
This is probably why two episodes ago people were laughing and smiling and concerned before they entered the mushroom hut in the middle of the awkward clearing, in the middle of the forest of head-eating octopi, on the way to the Tower of Dat to get out of Trash Island, to get into the gauntlet, to earn their way back home. But, dear reader, this was not a time to think about going home. Her voice was muffled through her mask, but we can still tell that it was Polaris speaking. What, we, what makes this mushroom unique is its relationship with me. Vince and her gloves expelled mist from her hand and then closed. This was no ordinary fog. This came from her. But what was so fantastic, once the fog danced around for a few seconds, it settled. Oh, it settled in the shape of the, mus- of the mist room that was over three stories tall. Right there in her hand, a tiny replica, replica, a miniature, just as detailed as a bigger one. The Polaris continued as if on a geographic program. It leaves no trace. <clears throat> no trace of what? Vanessa choked. And with that, Polaris clapped all six cans together and poof! The mushroom was gone again. She leaned into Vanessa and Jenny. No trace of anything that I don't want. Jenny turns and looks at Vanessa. Fight it, Jenny says. Fight it, fight it. Players can tell that Jenny was having a hard time breathing, too. You can't fight everything, Jenny. Let her decide for herself. Player sits back. Legend has it. The spores of the mushroom, when ingested, will give you visions beyond all belief. You can see heaven. Because you're going straight to hell. So claims, some claim that this is the bridge of life and death. Blair shrugs. Eh. But what do those science people know? The fog, mist, or something was weighing heavy. Vanessa was collapsing. She was already curling into a ball on the ground. And for the first time in her life, she, not by her choice, was forced to take a knee. To catch a breath which now seemed ever so labored. And Polaris leans in. Don't worry. You can fight all you want to. Vanessa's curled into a tighter ball. Jenny was now on all fours. Things were not looking good. Well, for Jenny and Vanessa. Vanessa was curled up like a potato. Jenny felt like a potato. Being peeled. From the inside out. Polaris began speaking. Slow enough for people under the effects of the mist room to hear. She sat down on the ground and started playing with Vanessa's hair and reached for Jenny. Jenny was too weak to swat her arms away. Many tales have happened, echoed through history, about how this mystery room did not exist. But it does. And that's how I'm going to get Gorza. And that's how you're going to help me. Old travelers lured lured by its glow, only to be granted visions of heaven. Jenny spat out nano blood. Vanessa stopped breathing. Some say they're sacred spores, granting wisdom everlasting. In the words that are filled with the unknown, the mystery room remains a mystery waiting for me. And with that, Jenny Jenny's elbows collapse, her face hitting the concrete floor. Hard. Shh. If she chokes, she chokes. Jenny heard, but could not respond. Polaris leans in and gave comforting words. 
a few seconds later, stroking her, stroking their hair, it won't matter. It needs to eat too. Jenny pro- Jenny's processors were going nuts, and she was not sure her if it, if Polaris said it needs to eat too, or it needs to eat you, because it sure felt like it. So, dear reader, you see, it's not Lily or Vanessa's fault, because Jenny broke the mystery box. So none of the events you're about to read even existed, because Jenny broke the mystery box. And sometimes the history link happened, did. But other times it didn't. But that's just what you think. The truth is within your imagination. This is what really happened. Camilla seemed to hold her breath, because Jenny broke the mystery box, and we all saw what happened. But when you tell this story, will you tell it as it really happened? Or will you succumb to the shadows of uncertainty? The choice is yours. Join us for join us next week for another episode, and we will see you then. A huge shout out to everybody who made this possible: to Mike, to Terrence, to Toby, to Amber, to Christy, to uh, Bree, to pretty much everybody that helped out. You know, I couldn't do this without you. And we'll have another episode next week. Stay frosty, my friends.